Hello to anyone interested in how to fix their troubled finances. Why do I say troubled finances? Because many people have troubled finances in some form or another, and many of them have troubled finances and they don't even realize it. But why? Why do they have troubled finances? Because the world has a plan for your money and my money, and that is to take it from us. Well, how does the world have a plan to take our money from us? Because the world's plan is to make you dissatisfied with what you have. In other words, the car you drive, my goodness, it's 10 years old. Oh, man, you've got to get a new car. You're, you're just old school. Uh, the clothes you wear, you mean you bought that shirt five years ago? Well, that's old. That's, you've got to get new stuff. And then you become dissatisfied with it, right? The house you live in, oh, it's just not good enough. So the world says, hey, you're dissatisfied, creates a dissatisfaction in you and me so that we need to go out and buy something more. And so we buy something more and more and more. And we have to keep up with the Joneses. And guess what? It puts us into debt. And so we, <laughs> the world takes our money from us, right? The world takes our money. But we show you a better plan. And that plan, by the way, is the plan of the Almighty God. And you say, what? You mean God has a plan for my money? Uh, yes, he does. And it's a much better plan than the world's. But before we go out, get into God's plan, let's provide a real-life story about how one lady got into her own trouble. What do we do if we're following God's leading and cannot pay our bills? Janice, a single woman, called and wanted advice about her $7,000 credit card debt. Things had not worked out well for her in her recent job. Rather than remain in that difficult situation, she prayed about it and felt God leading her to resign. Now, just as a side, uh, she probably could have waited to resign. She didn't have to do it right then, but she went ahead and did it. And so with no job to cover her living expenses, she began living on her credit cards. Now, surprise, surprise, she's in debt. During her unemployment, however, she continued to pray and seek advice. This led to a confidence that God was calling her to begin her own business, a fair trade commerce business or something like that, dedicated to helping villages in Africa create and build businesses. Isn't that unique? Exciting as it was, there was a problem. Although she was able to get her new business up and running, it was not making enough to cover her current expenses, much less pay down the cards. So what should she do, right? Good question. She's got a problem. Action step. The first thing Janice needs to understand is that God has an answer for every financial problem, but rarely is his answer to go into debt. I've had people say to me, well, I know, when it, I know God wanted me to have this house because I prayed about it and I qualified for the loan. Uh, wait a minute, I say. I see good people who are facing eviction because they assumed that if they could get a mortgage, it was proof that they could afford the house or that God was putting his stamp of approval on it. But even though their intentions were good, they were making a huge mistake. They wanted to buy. The seller wanted them to buy. The real estate agent wanted them to buy. The loan officer wanted them to buy. All of this feels like a tidal wave of confirmation, but it can also be a trap. So what do you recommend? Just keep renting? No, I think buying a house is a good thing. I th but I think a husband and wife need to pray seriously about their finances. They need to maintain a healthy margin between their anticipated income and their obligations. The income these days can go down or even go away in a heartbeat. But the debt collector just keeps on knocking. 
With that in mind, they need to decide how much of a mortgage God wants them to have and then stay inside that limit regardless of how attractive a more expensive home might be. The same principle applies to Janice. She may very well be called into this new business, but this does not mean she should depend upon it as her sole support, especially in the beginning. The coach advised Janice to find some means of supporting herself now, even if it meant working full-time. She should operate the new business part-time until it is financially capable of meeting her financial needs, including paying down the cards. Most new businesses fail because they are undercapitalized. The owners try to take out too much cash too early when they need to be putting more cash in. If Janice follows her coach's advice, her finances can get healthy again, and her new business can build on a solid foundation. There's an even greater advantage. Janice will be able to teach African villagers how to build their business the right way from her own experience. So questions to consider. What would you do if you were in Janice's situation, your job was unsatisfactory, and you felt God calling you to do something else? How would you handle it? What better decisions do you think she should have made? That's a good question, right? A good good discussion question. Now, I can just hear one guy that I know say to me, Well, you know, Dave, that sounds all well and good, but, you know, I just don't believe God speaks to people like that. And I guarantee you, he's never spoken to me like that. So what would you say to some guy or gal that's responded to you that way? What would you say? Well, my answer is, Well, my friend, when have you ever seriously, with an open heart, read God's Word? When? Uh, His answer would be probably laughing. Well, he says, probably never. My answer, exactly. There's one particular book in the Bible called the Proverbs that has some great answers to my friend in this particular situation. And by the way, there's 66 books in the Bible, all written by over 40 different authors, and they all agree. Can you imagine? And they've been written over Hundreds, even thousands of years, they were written over different periods of time, and they all agree. Isn't that amazing? And the the killer is that over one quarter of the Bible is prophecy, prophecy of things that are going to happen in the future. And guess what? Of the prophecies that already have happened, they they were prophesied in the Bible, and then they happened exactly as prophesied. You can document that, okay? And then there are many prophecies that have yet to be happened, and we can just see how they are coming into play. But anyway, whole other subject. But anyway, the point is, is the Bible is a miraculous book. So he's never written. And so there's one particular book in the Bible called Proverbs that will have some great answers for him. For example, in chapter 2, it says, "'Make your ear attentive to wisdom. Incline your heart to understanding.'" In other words, My friend needs to focus in and listen, right? It goes on, verse 3, If you cry out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. In other words, what should you do in this particular situation? Then, that is, when, when you seek his wisdom, his way with all your heart, you will discern righteousness, justice, and integrity, and every good path. Hmm, every good path. That sounds like direction from the Lord, doesn't it? Because it says, then you will discern every good path. And that's what we want to do. We want to discern the paths, right? We want to know what path God has for us 
so that we can, number one, put food on our table, roof over our heads, and we can further his kingdom in the process, right? We want to know all that. And it says that when you do this, then you will discern righteousness, judgment, integrity, and every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be delightful for your soul. Discretion will guard you. Understanding will watch over you. Aren't those great statements? Discretion will guard you. I need discretion on every case, and I need understanding. Verse 12, to rescue you from the way of evil. Now, just to carry this a step further, my friend might say, well, I tried to do the right thing, but it just kept going wrong. Again, God has an answer. In the next chapter, chapter 3, it says, My son, do not reject the discipline of the Lord. In other words, God could be trying to tell you something. He might be disciplining you in certain ways, and yours truly has been disciplined many times. So he's telling you something. The question is, is was I listening or was he listening? You know, we have to pay attention. Oh, that didn't work out well. Why didn't it work out well? Instead of just being frustrated and go off mad and bitter and angry and all that, you need to focus on, well, what does God say about this? And he will say, you know, back in such and such a time, you had a decision to make, and uh, you didn't really pray about that, and you made the wrong one. And so then, then now you're in trouble for it. And we'll say, oh. So at any rate, the point is, is that God has an answer. He says, don't reject the discipline of the Lord. Finally, it says this, it says in the same chapter, verses 5 and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. So you've got to be on God's team, right? We have to make it be on God's team, and then we can trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding and, and realize that He will make our paths straight. What a wonderful thing, right? If you're not made a commitment to be on His team, then you will not have His wisdom, right? And in, in that case, by the way, email me from our website, and I'll respond with how you can make that decision. At any rate, thank you today for choosing this podcast. I pray the true story of Janice's finances has helped you in some regard. The story came from the book, Troubled Finances, There is Hope, available for $13.95 softcover, $3.69 on Kindle, yeah, www.troubledfinances.com. I'm David G. Toussaint. If you want to contact me, send me an email from the website. I will respond. Have a great day in the Lord. Mm-hmm.